Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Pity the salary man. Tokyo's willing cog in an enormous machine requiring long hours, low pay, total dedication. And sometimes what's called karoshi, death by overwork. Here in a society of tight spaces and many expectations, the pressure's on. To keep up appearances, to do what's expected. To not let the interior life become exterior. But at night... Things are different.
Welcome to Tokyo. You are not invited. This is the other Tokyo. 12 hour flight, and I'm baked. No sleep. Might as well. Must. Go out. Kabuchiko District near my hotel has the advantage of being where the subterranean life, the repressed ids of the Japanese male and some females too, comes out to play. Joining me is Japanese film producer and production manager Masa Kokubo. Always a good sign when protective chains separate entertainers from the soon to be entertained, right? Prepare yourself for the greatest show in the history of. Of entertainment. A long time ago, in a different race, there were peaceful in all forms on a planet far away. Can't be over, not yet, no. But yet, yet it is. With a series of chaste high fives with the hardworking performers. Okay, I, I, I got to tell you,、um, I've seen Jimi Hendrix. Now, have you? I've seen Janis Joplin. I've seen David Bowie,、uh-huh. Diamond Dogs.、Uh-huh. I've seen Colleen Dewhurst and Jason Robards in Moon for the Misbegotten, directed by Jose Quintero on Broadway.、Oh. Considered one of the greatest productions ever in the history. This was the greatest show I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It had it all. It was the greatest show <laughs> in the history of entertainment. I don't understand it. I'm completely confused. There's like a hundred people working on that show. Millions of dollars worth yeah, of like、yeah. robots and technology.、Yeah. How do they make money? Well, one thing for sure about this area is that like quite a lot of businesses, unspoken but governed by the yakuza. The Yakuza, 
That's the fraternal organization prominent in the entertainment and financial services sector, as they say, who are said to, um, supervise things here in Shinjuku. Principally, your arcades, your gambling, pachinko, adult entertainments, your porn shops and sex clubs, along with other ancillary services. But how much actual boning is going on in the sex district? Generally speaking, it's more a field of dreams than the actual act of sex. Hostess cafes, for instance, where a lonely, overworked salaryman can find the attention of cute, seemingly adoring girls who find their every utterance fascinating. So now, hostess bar is, I just want somebody to tell me I'm fantastic. <laughs> Oh, you're so interesting. Your job is interesting. You are a very sexy man. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what your wife says. I think you're really interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Penetration, maybe by a Q-tip in the ear, followed by a personal love spell in this case to make your tea taste better. Okay, what is this place? What's happening here? Oh, this is a young, these boys? young boy host club for not for men, but for middle-aged ladies who are right. bored with the regular housewife's life. Well, wait a minute, you got like a million guys wandering around here looking to get and you got a whole bunch of bored middle-aged housewives mm. coming in here. Mm. Spending, Isn't, spending quite a lot of money. Why don't they go to the same club and somebody will actually have sex? Uh, people don't like getting rejected, so they sort of like pay for their pleasure. And then they make you feel uh, welcome, and maybe you can feel like, hmm, I'm not that bad after talking to those girls or boys. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Well... No, that's heartbreaking, <laughs> dude. Is the business of Shinjuku dreams? It is more for the dream of doing so, which is never going to happen. Really? All of this? I mean, it is a very enticing situation. I mean, look at this. Wait a minute. She looks like she really likes me. Look, she's got her tongue tucked up in the corner of her mouth. Who, which one? Oh, no. Oh, oh, That's a boy, though. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Golden Guy. Long my favorite place to drink in Tokyo. Hundreds of micro-sized bars, each different from the other, with their own micro-crowd. I love it here. No, actually, I've never been here before. Maybe I have, I don't know. This place is one of Masa's favorites, Bar Albatross. Hello. A few seats, strong drinks, the definition of a hole in the wall. Now... It do people come from come here right from work, drink all night, and then go back to work? Oh, salaryman. Salaryman? Mm. Would a salaryman bring his wife here? So, look, in, in America, uh, the bartender is like a priest. So you I, come and talk to them? I can tell them all of my problems. Uh, and I could behave very badly. Mm. And he will never talk, uh, ever. Uh, the, this is the contract. Mm, okay. 
absolute confidentiality. Do I have that kind of arrangement here now? えこっから出さないようにしてもらえますかって聞いてますけど。あ、そういうことです。それはもう秘密を守ります。So I have his implied guarantee of total security. Yep. So if I came here with some dinosaur riding hoe in a bikini, what then? It would be. I'm not. まあ、なるほど、ユーロラプターです。Oh man, this is a great country. Every chef I know wants to die here. Is that about the food? Because the food is awesome, and because we, I think, all of us understand that we don't understand anything about Japan. And I totally don't understand the porn here. What way? Why is it okay? You can't. Somebody with a penis, but you get with an octopus tentacle. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In Japan, there is a very old, very deep, and very rich tradition of martial arts. Many styles, many schools. The Yonakura Gym in Toshima Ward focuses on boxing, and this man, Kenji Yonakura, is a legend, having trained generations of fighters using a simple and effective philosophy that has some real application to our story. There it is, pasted on the wall behind the ring. One. Speed. Two. Timing. Three. Distance. The same idea applies to the convention-shunning sushi techniques of New York City legend Naomichi Yasuda. Until recently, the chef partner of one of the very best, if not the best, sushi restaurant in New York, the eponymous Sushi Yasuda. A short while ago, under very mysterious and completely misreported circumstances, he left the Manhattan restaurant, which still bears his name, and at age 52, moved to Tokyo to start all over again. 
I was determined to track him down and see what the hell he was doing. These days, this great man is running a 14-seat sushi bar in the Minato district of Tokyo. His wife, Naomi, is his only helper. Oh, welcome to New Place. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, Why did you do such a hard thing? Uh, this city, uh, Tokyo, this is kind of the, uh, uh, the mecca of the sushi. So I just want to be the sushi chef in Tokyo. Yasuda is a friend and my master in the sense that he's taught me pretty much everything I know about sushi over the years. He's a very, very interesting and complex man who constantly surprises. Tony-san, this wasabi is one of the most expensive wasabi. So I wait, wait, wait. Uh, finally, that this one goes to the uh, discount box. Then I bought this. It's very French of you. <laughs> so many things separate Yasuda-san from other Japanese sushi masters. The most noticeable is his hands. They're huge. Look at the knuckles, enormous from years of pounding cement walls during repeated daily practice in Kyokushin Karate. He first trained and competed in Tokyo. And when he came to New York, he continued to practice. Often in underground bare knuckle matches where you fight until someone gets beaten to the ground. This style, Yasuda practiced, was about beating your opponent as quickly and as aggressively as possible. Speed, every second is important. Rice is getting cold, seaweed is getting soggy, fish less than perfect temperature. Look at his posture, a fighter's stance. Distance, knowing the perfect spot to be. Moving in and out as needed, never out of position. Timing, reacting to his customer's pace of eating, their ever-changing desires, always ready for the next move. Most people who don't understand sushi will go to a sushi bar and say, oh, I had the best sushi last night. The fish was so fresh. It was right out of the ocean. Uh, freshest fish, there's no taste. Just chewing, just hard. And uh, people think, oh, freshest should be good, but it, it wasn't. Yasuda's menu changes constantly with what he finds in the market. And like thousands of other sushi chefs, he heads every day to Tsukiji, Tokyo's central fish market, where nearly 3,000 tons of the world's best seafood arrives every day. But unlike most others at his level who arrive at 4 a.m. to cream off what they perceive as the best and freshest, Yasuda-san arrives later. He does not buy the ridiculously expensive Otoro, the fatty belly meat of the bluefin tuna that people have been known to pay hundreds of dollars a pound for. Instead, he buys tuna from the heads, using his knife skills to go for qualities that most others miss, removing every bit of sinew from what would otherwise be a difficult piece of meat. In tow, it's well perfect. And he cures the results, actually cures it, breaking down its molecular structure in a desirable way by freezing it quickly in a medical-grade blast freezer where it will stay for a week or longer at minus 82 degrees Celsius. 
He pioneered this technique years ago in New York, where if you bothered to ask, he would have proudly told you that the absolutely unbelievably sublime piece of perfect sushi you were eating was frozen. Mm. Delicious. Thank you very much. Which is more important, the rice or the fish? Or what rice. percentage? Rice, more important. Uh, about 90%. Wow, that's... Fish is a second ingredient. The main ingredient is rice. So my sushi is rice. <laughs> Yasuda, he still trains, though his fighting days are over. He says he was tired of hurting people. He brings me to Kamiyo Dojo in Asakusa to try and show me how his sushi technique and Kyokushin Karate are one and the same. Nobuyuki Kamiyo, the master. Many of the people ask me, what's the point between the karate and the sushi? But uh, this movement is uh, so much good for the, uh, when I make the sushi. Because of the uh, stance, uh, the other different type of the karate, uh, the stance is a little bit more upper. So this karate is a stance is a little bit more deep. This. So standing in front of the cutting board, a little bit of the deep stance and movement, deep stance, and the body move this and the watch the, to the vision from left to the right, right focus. Move this, move this. Then watch this and watch this. This is one of the key. So this karate is my sushi rules. tournament, two-minute round. Two-minute round. And the result you're looking for is points. Points or uh, knockdown. But uh, two-minute fight or one-minute fight, that's most hardest. It's uh, underground. You can just work on their legs for five, seven minutes to slow them down. Yes. Then you go in. Yes, and uh, no compromise, just do it. Whatever you happen, no excuse. See, see the result, good or not. If it's bad, try again. Don't give up. Right. This is my sushi. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
Those who buy into the notion of Japanese women as shy, giggling, subservient victims of convention would be confused by Tomika. People, as everywhere, if you look deeper, can surprise you. Her day job is doing this. And I gather from what she tells me that she gets plenty of work. Another complicated warren of businesses layer upon layer where excellent izakayas are well represented. Places where a hard-working salaryman could have a beer or some sake, or many beers and many sakes. And salty, savory, pickly, delicious snacks that go brilliantly with alcohol. Please, yes. Tomika brings me to one of them, Daitoro, to meet some friends. Kampai. Kampai. There's kusaya, grilled fermented fish. Followed by some skewers of beef intestine and chicken. This place is known for its motsunabe, intestine stew with miso. So we order some of that as well. This is Naga, invited along to help translate. Naga runs a custom service company, but he also teaches pole dancing for men. Then there's this man, Kinoko Hajime, one of the best-known and most respected practitioners, a master of shibari, the art of ropes, of beautiful knots, of what, for lack of a better word, we call bondage. So how big is the uh, sadomasochistic uh, community? How many people are active participants? Hundred thousand people. A lot. This is Shabari. Translation to bind. And to make things more confusing for those looking for a concise takeaway, a comfortable reaction to what sure as hell looks pretty disturbing. Tomika, who spends most of her time whipping, burning, and generally abusing men, enthusiastically reverses roles in her longtime relationship with Hajime. Uh, it looks like um, a very uh, delicate procedure. Does it hurt? Or does it feel good? Yeah, uh, Of course. But this pain changed to the uh, ecstasy. What she said, when she was tied up, no need to think. Just leave it to... She loved it. Performance art, craft, fetish, or compulsion. It's an old and shockingly omnipresent feature of Japanese popular fantasy culture. Magazines, 
movies, even comic books. The intricate restraint of a willing victim is, well, it's there, not far from the surface. What percentage of Japanese men are interested in either tying up women or subjugating Well, then the question is, how many Japanese men like to be tied up? So in your experience, all Japanese men like to tie women up, but in your experience, all Japanese men like to be tied up. <laughs> Who's more up sexually? Americans or Japanese? I'm Ina Garten. Welcome to Be My Guest, the podcast. One of the best gifts you can give friends is spending time together. But what's even better than that? Cooking with them. On Be My Guest, the podcast, new friends and old stop by my barn for some conversation and great cooking. We talk about food, life, and everything in between. Listen to Be My Guest, the podcast with me, Ina Garten, and join us wherever you get your podcasts. Where I come from, we are told at a certain age to put aside childish things, the action figures, dolls, and creatures of our imaginations, to arm ourselves for the brutal realities of the real world, real combat, real sex. In Japan, increasing numbers of people don't. They continue to live a life inside four walls, inside their mind, the life we call of the computer geek, the nerd, as avatars. There's a name for it. A whole subculture of what's called otaku. Once a derisive term, now a proud identifier of the geek. One who has turned his back on the real world and finds satisfaction elsewhere. Manga or comic books hold a different place in the cultural landscape here and address different needs. There's yaoi, for example, otherwise known as boys love manga. Extremely popular with teenage girls. Stories change, but the core themes are sexually ambiguous boys getting very friendly with each other. What legions of young girls and soccer moms find compelling in the thousands of these titles is something of a mystery to outsiders looking in. But there they are, whole sections of manga bookshops dedicated to basically One Direction-type boy band figures having sex with each other. Yaoi isn't generally explicit, though it can be. Some of the most popular manga are, however, lurid, over-the-top illustrated stories of incredible violence, rape, murder, and sexual fetishism. Toshio Maeda is a manga creator like few others, the father of what could only be described as tentacle porn. 
1986 manga Urotsuki Doji was about half-human, half-bestial space invaders in search of an evil supreme being. It contained unbelievably graphic, lurid, violent, and one would argue offensive images of sex acts involving not sexual organs, but other protuberances. It became a huge hit and has been imitated widely, both in other manga and in live-action films. A whole genre of lurid but extraordinarily well-drawn madness. At Meino Umi restaurant, Toshio tries to explain. You know, this uh, girl seems like uh, a high school girl. So, mm -hmm. basically, it's forbidden. It's, uh, our sense Notice, by the way, the distinguished owner and her complete lack of shock or offense at the graphic, frankly horrifying images of rape, violation, and murder spread casually across the table for all to see. Japanese manga, ones that everyone reads on the subway home even, well, they're different. The big breakthrough was you couldn't draw penises, you couldn't draw specifically orifices, you couldn't actually show humans penetrating each other. In Japan, right? it was a big no-no at right. that time. So I invented tentacles right. to be evasive about the law. Also, demons. 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 Yes. It's fantastic. Whether you meant to at the time, you absolutely changed the world of manga. You created an entire spectrum of pornography that didn't exist before. I mean, if you go, if you go to YouTube now, there is tentacle manga. Mm -hmm. There and tentacle and demon manga. Demon. There is tentacle and demon uh, anime. Mm -hmm. A lot. Oh, that looks good. For dinner, there's katsuo no tataki. Fresh bonito seared quickly over flame, arranged in bite-sized pieces, garnished with daikon, fresh greens, sprouts, and ponzu. Toshio comes here often for the tomato nabe, commonly a favorite of sumo wrestlers as part of a weight gain diet. Basically, it's a hot pot of meat and vegetables. Chicken, pork, beef, fish balls keep getting fed into the pot, usually alongside much beer and rice. Adding that much-needed bulk-up factor so important to sumo wrestlers and cable TV hosts. So appealing to the hidden desires mm -hmm. of, uh, of a manga-buying audience, men want filthier, dirtier, more violent. In Japan, you can't be rude in public. Right. But uh, you need to just, uh, you know, I can say that, letting off steam. Right. So probably the manga is uh, the one way to do that. What do women want, generally speaking? What do women want in manga? Yaoi. Yeah. Yeah, boys love. The, you know, because probably don't have enough experience mm -hmm. to do that with real men. But nobody's going to the fish market and asking for live octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs>
like I said, not so different than us. Picture an army of Miley Cyruses, or would that be Miley Cyri? Going against the grain are a few lone heroes like Merging Moon. Two self-released albums and no hint of a record deal. Damn suits, what do they know? Lead singer, you. Sweet, shy, pop-friendly, Lilith Fair, nah. So how big an audience in, in Japan for uh, thrash metal, death metal, hardcore? We had uh, Ozzy Osbourne's Ozfest mm -hmm. this year as right. the first time in Japan. And I feel like mm, people are They're watching ready. the heavy metal scene as a new movement. And audiences, good audiences here? They are kind of polite. They're polite. <laughs> really? They are really quiet and just watching us. And when we finish playing, mm -hmm. they suddenly grab. Polite. <laughs> really? You know, when I look at popular music, the, the stuff that's selling millions of records in America, it makes me angry, actually. You mean that you sometimes get angry with some people? Yeah, if I see Nickelback, I want to kill myself. <laughs> okay, I want to kill them, and then I want to kill myself. And then I want to kill everybody who listens to them. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> some, so, like, that was so funny. That's true. Like, I mean, who do you hate? What band do you hate? What a, a band that I would know. Yeah, Who's the worst band in the world? Yeah, the worst popular band in the world? My Chemical Romance. Uh, Who? My Chemical Romance. Oh, My Chemical Romance, yes. <laughs> Kate the... <laughs> That's a good one. Can you make a living? No. No. Not at all. Not at all. We all have part-time jobs. You all have jobs. What do your families think when, when they see you, you're doing this kind of music? But we are at 22 to 25 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the hunting job season uh -huh. in our lives. So, so there's pressure yeah. on you. Yeah. And we all went to university and Right. Of money. Uh, the expectation, the pressure is, okay, get a real job. Yeah. Put aside this rock and roll shit and get a real job. <laughs> In a perfect world, you, would you like to play rock and roll every night? Would you like to play metal every night? Yeah, I can be a cleaner in the toilet if I can keep doing this. You, and you? Yeah, these guys look like lifers.
Tokyo may well be the most amazing food city in the world, with a nearly unimaginable variety of places stacked one on top of the other, tucked away on every level of densely packed city streets. At Lawson's, you can dig into their unnaturally fluffy, insanely delicious, incongruously addictive egg salad sandwiches. I love them. Oh, yeah! Layer after layer after layer of awesome. Crowded eateries serving who knows what. But it all smells delicious and looks enticing. In the tiny, almost micro neighborhood of Nakamaguro, Tokyo, all is quiet. And amazingly, for right here in the middle of this eye-goggling pinball machine of a city, green. Yasuda lives near here, and he loves this place. A low-key joint to enjoy family meals and meet friends. I so much appreciate and they see you and all of the people from the U.S. Well, we miss you, you know. Uh, I miss New York City. I'll, I'll tell you something really terrible. Every relationship I've ever had with a woman, at some point, very early on, I bring them to Yasuda in New York. And I would watch how they eat. If they talk too much, if they didn't understand how to eat sushi, if they did not eat the uni, we will never have a relationship. We will, that, that's it. It's the end. <laughs> They don't serve high-end sushi here or elaborate kaiseki-inspired fare. It's almost like hipster tempura. This style of food is known as kushiage, skewers of delicious things dipped in batter and fried perfectly. Yasuda-san orders up shrimp and basil, lotus root, octopus, and pickled quail eggs. We also have to have their take on okonomiyaki, a type of egg batter pancake that can be filled with many things. For us, it's squid and brushed with Worcestershire sauce. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, I've been coming here for many times, but this is the first time to eat. Oh, for, uh, okonomiyaki, yeah. yeah. Of this dish. You lived in New York, what, 14 years, 18 years? Uh, 27 years. Four. So since 1984 to 2011. 27 years in New York. Yeah. That changes a person. Yes, very much. You're a New Yorker now. Yes. What was the hardest thing to get used to when you first came here? Uh, uh, culture. The culture. Yes, uh, culture is so much different between the U.S. and here. And Manhattan is so interesting, always. I never ever get boring. That city... Look, I never get bored, and I always learn new things in Manhattan. But there's 15, 20 different Manhattans in, in, in Tokyo, to me. I mean, if you... Shinjuku, Shibuya, Roppongi, from my perspective, these are completely different cities. Even building to building. Pachinko down here, nightclub for men, uh -huh. nightclub for girls, mm -hmm. nightclub for rock and rollers, mm -hmm. hair salon. Mm -hmm. But all up, 50 different businesses in one building. Yes. One building. I could spend the next five years just doing shows on this one building. <laughs> What is weird? What is strange? What do those things even mean anyway? Sure, a lot of what you've seen looks different from maybe the mainstream. 
It's certainly different from the way we like to portray ourselves, see ourselves, at least our daytime selves. But roughly 50% of all movies rented in American hotel rooms are adult films. The American porn industry, catering to exactly the kinds of dark urges we've been talking about, but even nastier, is a $12 billion a year industry that dwarfs the Hollywood product. Our own obsessions, arguably, are at least as crazy, violent, and lurid as Japan's. And we tend to actually carry out our violent fantasies more frequently. Maybe with that fetishism, that attention to detail, comes some kind of excellence in other fields. Maybe there's a line from there to here. So, who's crazy now? When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.